Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. The lymphatic system is a system of nodes and vessels that filter and drain the tissue fluid from regions of the body, returning it to venous circulation. Now the lymphatic system includes lymph ducts, lymph nodes, lymph vessels, and the tonsils. So the function of that lymph system to return the filtered fluid to the bloodstream It also maintains fluid balance within the body and plays a role in the immune system by the presence of lymphocytes that help defend the body against infection. In this episode, we're going to take a look at the lymphatic system as they relate to dentistry. Are you looking for study sheets? I've created study sheets that cover the content of this episode. If you're interested or that's something that's going to help you on your learning journey, you can click the link listed right in the description of these show notes. Happy studying! Now, lymph vessels are channels that drain tissue fluid from a particular region of the body. The vessels run parallel with the venous blood vessels, And there are lymphatic vessels that are located within the pulp tissue of the teeth. Now, a lymph node is a bean-shaped cluster along a lymph vessel. In a healthy patient, those nodes are soft, small, and have a little mobility. They're not usually palpable during your extraoral exam. Now, think about what the functions and importance of these nodes are. They are tasked with the removal of toxic products to help fight infection in the body. Now, lymph drains into primary nodes, also known as master nodes, from a particular tissue region. And the primary nodes then drain into secondary nodes, known as central nodes. From there, the lymph drains into lymphatic ducts. And lastly, they will empty into the venous system to complete the filtration process. Now, why do you think the lymph system is important in dentistry? It really helps us as clinicians determine the location of disease, such as an infectious tooth or a cancerous lesion. It also helps us as clinicians to determine if disease is localized or widespread. It provides us, the clinician, a history of examination and documentation of any changes, and this can really help us in diagnosis and treatment of disease over time. Lymph nodes of the head and neck region drain into other areas of the body, such as the bloodstream and organs of the body. Now, many of these lymph nodes you already know. We're just going to take a closer look at the nodes and what areas of those nodes drain, as well as the region and location. In order to understand this, it's best to divide the nodes into groups when you're studying. So the major groups are superficial lymph nodes of the head, superficial cervical lymph nodes, 
deep lymph nodes of the head, deep cervical lymph nodes, and then the supraclavicular. Now the classification of lymph nodes in the superficial areas, the superficial lymph nodes of the head are the occipital, the posterior and the anterior auricular, and the facial group. And you know these from your extra oral exams. The superficial cervical lymph nodes are the submental, the submandibular, the external jugular, and the internal jugular. The occipital is a primary node, and this drains the scalp and empties into the deep cervical nodes. Now, the auricular nodes are primary nodes also. The posterior retroauricular, which is located posterior to the ear where the sternocleidomastoid muscle inserts on the mastoid process. The anterior auricular node is anterior to the ear. Now both the posterior and the anterior auricular nodes drain the external ear and the adjacent areas of the scalp and face. These nodes empty into the deep cervical nodes. It's located superficial to the parotid gland. It drains the scalp and skin in that area, the external areas of the ear and the lacrimal gland, and this empties into the deep cervical nodes. Let's take a look at the superficial nodes of the head, specifically the facial nodes. The facial nodes location are along the facial vein, down the surface of the mandible, into the area of the cheek. These nodes drain the skin and the mucous membrane near each node. Now, infection of the mucous membranes or the teeth may spread into the facial nodes because of its proximity. And when you palpate this, it would feel like a pea under the skin and would be movable. This node drains into the submandibular node. Let's take a look at the superficial cervical nodes, the submental, and this is a primary node. This node is located beneath the chin, and it is superficial to the mylohyoid muscle. It drains the chin area, the lower lip area, the mandibular incisors, the apex of the tongue, and the floor of the mouth. This node empties into the submandibular nodes and then into the deep cervical nodes. Taking a look at the submandibular primary node, it is located at the border of the ramus of the mandible and it is superficial to the submandibular salivary gland. It drains the maxillary teeth with the exception of the third molars, the maxillary sinus, the mandibular teeth with the exception of the incisors, the upper lip, the sublingual gland, the submandibular gland, the body of the tongue, the cheek, and the anterior portion of the hard palate. The submandibular nodes are secondary nodes for the submental nodes and the facial regions. The submandibular nodes empty into the deep cervical node. The external jugular node, also known as the superior superficial lateral cervical nodes, which is part of the cervical chain of nodes, runs along the external jugular vein. It is superficial to the sternocleidomastoid muscle. When the patient turns their neck sideways, it's located just below the ear on top of the muscle. The lymph chain starts at the posterior and extends to the anterior nodes. These are secondary nodes for the occipital, the auricular, and the superficial parotid. 
and they empty into the deep cervical nodes. The anterior jugular node is located just anterior to the sternocleidomastoid muscle, just above the clavicle bone at the end of the cervical chain of nodes. The nodes together drain the supra and the infrahyoid region of the neck, and they empty into the deep cervical nodes. Now, during your extraoral exam, you start behind the ear and you palpate down the sternocleidomastoid muscle. As you are palpating, you are palpating the anterior and the external jugular lymph nodes, which are part of the cervical chain of lymph nodes. Now, not all nodes can be palpated during the extraoral exam. It is difficult to see these nodes when you're studying as well. To view those nodes, the superficial muscles have to be removed. And these nodes are located under many of the muscles of the head and neck region. So think about the classification of lymph nodes when you're studying them to try to understand their location. The deep nodes of the head are the deep parotid and the retropharyngeal, and they cannot be palpated. The deep cervical nodes, there's two, the superior and the inferior. The superior is the jugulodogastric node, and the inferior is the jugulohomohyoid node. And these can be palpated and are considered part of that cervical chain of nodes. The deep lymph nodes of the head, specifically the parotid nodes, are located deep within the parotid gland. These are primary nodes, and they drain the middle ear, the auditory tube, and the parotid gland. Keep in mind that there is also a superficial parotid node. So the parotid node has a deep parotid node and a superficial parotid node. Now the retropharyngeal node is near the deep parotid node at the level of the atlas. And this drains the palate, the paranasal sinuses, the pharynx, and the nasal cavity. The deep cervical lymph nodes are located along the internal jugular vein, deep in the sternocleidomastoid muscle. They extend from the base of the skull to the root of the neck. Now, trying to feel under the muscle during the extraoral exam, you may be able to feel these. Start behind the angle of the mandible under the ear and go towards the clavicle, keeping close to the trachea. This is when you have the patient turn their head and drop their chin to allow your fingers to slip between the muscles and palpate the superior and inferior deep cervical nodes. The deep cervical lymph nodes are also part of the cervical chain of lymph nodes. There are two nodes, the superior deep cervical and the inferior deep cervical. The superior deep cervical nodes are located lateral to the internal jugular vein also called the internal jugular nodes. They are primary nodes, and they drain the posterior nasal cavity, the posterior hard palate, the soft palate, the base of the tongue, and the maxillary third molars. They are the first indication of a throat infection, and they empty into the inferior deep cervical nodes or directly into the jugular trunk. Now, one very important node to know is the jugulodigastric node, also known as the tonsillar node. This node is palpable when tonsils or the pharynx is inflamed and can become very large and tender to the patient to touch. 
Now the inferior deep cervical node is located lateral to the internal jugular vein and just beneath the anterior border of the sternocleidomastoid muscle. This empties into the jugular trunk and it's near the same location as the superficial anterior jugular node, but it's a little deeper. Another important node for you to know is the jugulo-omohyoid node, and this drains the tongue, the submental region, and the breast region. And infection or breast cancer can be determined from this node. Let's talk about the tonsillar tissue. This is located in the posterior region of the oral cavity and it's similar to lymph nodes. The location of the tonsillar tissue helps the tissue to filter toxic products from food and air. The supraclavicle lymph nodes are known as the transverse cervical chain of nodes, and they are located along the clavicle. They empty directly into the jugular trunks. And it's important for you as a clinician to assess them because cancer can arise from the lungs, esophagus, thyroid, and the stomach, and it may be present in these nodes. Many patients visit the dental hygienist every three to six months. It is really important for you to palpate this lymph chain. Lymph adenopathy is a result of a change in the tissue from infection or disease, and it can have or present as a change in the consistency and the size of the lymph nodes. When there is a size change, it can be due to increases in lymphocytes, overall cell counts, or with more cell counts, the body can fight the disease process, which is why the lymph nodes increase in size when infection is present. Lymph nodes can spread infection from node to node as lymph is drained. Examples of infection in a node can present in different ways. A mobile node could present as acute infection. An immobile node could present as chronic infection. A tender to the touch node could present as acute infection. And an enlarged, firm, and not tender to the touch node can also present as chronic infection. Examples of the node presentation results in change of lymph nodes from things like allergies or common colds, thyroid disease, and serious things like cancer and infection, just as a few examples for you. I like to think of the lymphatic system as an entire network of little tiny trash cans. And these little tiny trash cans fill up with stuff. And so as a dental hygienist, when you're palpating all these different little nodes, if you notice anything that's a change, maybe that little trash can is full of something, and that would be an indication that something is going on. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's anything serious, but think about the function of the lymphatic system, right? So it's a filtration system and it brings toxins away from areas. The other thing that you wanna do is think about all that you already know about the bones, and the muscles and the vascular system to really help you understand the location of all of these nodes and all of these chains. Think about what you already know in the clinical setting when you've done your extra oral exam and you've palpated a lot of these nodes. Most of this information will seem easy to understand if you build upon the layers of information that you already know very well. 
some of this information is just additional to content that you already understand. And then the basic components networked together with understanding what the actual function of the lymphatic system is. And that is really to filter and drain the tissue fluids from certain regions to return it to the vascular system for excretion processes. Thanks for listening today. In the next episode, I will be doing an interview with a potential future student who is trying to gain acceptance into the dental hygiene program. If you're already a student, do you remember conducting that interview on a dental hygienist? This asks some pretty personal questions about why I entered the dental hygiene field, so you won't want to miss it. I would invite you to ask any questions at all that you need answered. Sometimes questions come up when you're listening to this podcast. If you have a question, most likely someone else has the very same question. I'd be happy to answer it and would probably share it in a future podcast.